0: Next up, it's Dr. Susie White to tell the story of the Piltdown Man Forgery. Piltdown um, is the name of a site in southern Britain, and it's kind of got this importance within history of paleoanthropology, because in 1912, um, a guy called Charles Dawson, who was an amateur fossil finder with an interest in um, natural history and human evolution, found some cranial fragments and a bit of a mandible from this site and he wrote to the then head of paleontology at the british museum and told him about this find was comparing it to the mauer mandible this early hominin from germany and um, kind of brought his attention to the potential to the um, importance of this specimen for human evolution um so this was then announced by arthur Smith, smith woodward and charles dawson to the scientific world as potential missing link, they called it yoanthropus dorsoni*, which means Dawson's Dawn Man, um, and it kind of took over um, the narrative at that point, which had previously been dominated by fossils from Germany, in particular the Neanderthal and the mandible, and then also um, China as well, with Peking Man. So the British um, paleoanthropologists at the time were very excited. Um, particularly because this fossil kind of showed what they thought to represent the last missing link in the human evolution lineage, um, a specimen with quite a big modern-like brain, um, because that, at that point, reasoning was thought to be the key um, thing that differentiated humans from other animals. Um, This was also quite important because at that time, as I said, a lot of the fossils were coming from other periods and the war was coming along and there was this feeling of kind of patriotism so it was quite nice to have Britain playing a big role in paleoanthropology because previously it had been a bit sidelined. There was this skull and the mandible with some worn teeth. Um, So they... Casts were made and researchers at the time were allowed to look at them and there was some speculation that about the authenticity of them uh, or the possibility that the skull and the mandible were from different individuals because the site where they were found had also turned out um, fossil mammals which looked like they could be from a mixture of different time periods. And then I think it was in a year later Dawson went back to the site with a friend and they found a canine tooth as well that seemed to match the mandible and kind of confirmed the previous pattern of this kind of ape-like jaw but with human-like wear and then a human-like skull so that kind of sealed it a little bit for a while and um, the narrative continued with this being a key key find um, key missing link however and suspicion kind of kept on going as more finds were coming out from south africa and china showing the opposite of what you see at piltdown more um, ape-like brains with more human-like faces that seemed to be The more common pattern, and they did some testing and found that the jaw and the the skull dated from different time periods. Um, The jaw was much more recent. Um, Neither were as old as they previously thought. Um, And then they kept exploring. Um, They looked at the fossil mammals and found that they had been most likely brought in from other sites. Um, And I think more recent investigation has also shown that um, the stone tools were actually quite recent replicas, forgeries, and something called the cricket bat which was this big mammoth bone that was carved with some artistic um, depictions was actually carved with a steel knife. So from the 19 late 1950s onwards this was kind of exposed as a big um forgery and i think in 2016 the natural history museum published their research where they think based on quite high quality analysis, CT analysis and things like that. that so it was probably Charles Dawson who was the main conspirator. Um, although we're still not quite sure who did it.